With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Winchester Radio. Uh, It's a a little strange tonight because I think for the second time this season, uh, we don't have a guest this evening. So, um, uh, what is it? We're we're kicking it old school. We're just going back to talking about the episode that was on the night before. And we love having guests, and it's fantastic, but it's going to be fun to just sit and talk about this episode and what an episode we have to talk about uh, time after time, which is the official name of the episode. There's been some question out there that there was an extra after time <laughs> after that, but we have the official word from the screen and from Jim Michaels that it's just time after time. Uh, anyway, welcome. Uh, just a little quick business. Um, I, I guess we'll take call in tonight if anybody has a question or wants to comment. Um there's, uh, let's just say there's other stuff going on this week that we might get comments on, so so we'll see. Our call-in number is 347-205-9801. Uh, you can find the Winchester Radio podcast through Blog Talk Radio Media Boulevard. Uh, you can find us and download us on iTunes. You can listen on blogtalkradio.com live. Uh, you can go to our uh, website, winchesterbros.com, and click on the Winchester Radio icon. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter with lots of news and links, at Winchester Bros for Twitter and winchesterbros.com page on Facebook. And hi, Becky. Hi, Vinny. Uh, can we talk about time after time? Yeah. Um, I think we have to mention, I think the very first thing we do have to mention is Finally, Nick Lee on Supernatural. How long have we been asking oh, for that, Nerdy? Exactly. Uh, years, years, <laughs> and years. <laughs> and we tried every way we could. It was like, you know, Guy Guy B, who's also a fan of uh, Nick Lee, and was I think at one point was trying to think of a way that he could, you know, uh, be a part of one of his shows that he was directing. He was, he was to, I, remember, he was trying to get him to be the alpha vamp. Yes, yes, and uh, we're like, oh, my gosh, he'd be so fantastic on Supernatural, and we finally got our wish, so I have to say uh, the wait was worth it because he was just perfectly cast as Elliot Ness, just perfect. Um, he was amazing. He, looked, he was He was great. Yeah, he looks the part. He looks great in 1940s uh, clothes. Um, he had a great attitude as Elliot Ness, you know, uh, um, the the FBI agent and hunter. We find out Elliot Ness is a hunter, and that was really cool. So, um, yeah, it was, it was worth the wait. It was a long wait, but it was absolutely worth the wait for sure. He did a great job. And he wasn't the only uh, um, 
guest star on this that was I was so excited to see. And maybe you too, it's Jason Doring from Veronica Mars, who played Logan Eccles. It was exciting to see him. And we had Kim Rose back as Sheriff Jody Mills. So it was our, our cup runneth over. <laughs> it was ex- ex- we just You couldn't ask for better guest stars. Yeah. And they did a great job, too. Um, Kronos, he's playing a god. I thought Jason had just the right, you know, uh, uh, arrogance and attitude as an act, as a as a person, of course, as the as the role. Um, uh, playing a god who happened to fall in love, and even though and and he was using it as an excuse to do terrible things to drain these people and get the and get the energy and ability to travel back to 1944 and be with this woman that he loved. And the only the only complaint I have about Jason Doring and Vinny and I were talking about this earlier was it was, he didn't have many lines. He didn't even speak until it was like 30 minutes into the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was the one that was the most hyped for the episode. I was really surprised about that and I'm wondering if there's deleted scenes maybe. True. Um, that could that be. would be great. Yeah. Because it was really, they really, really pushed him being in the episode, and then it was a lot less than I thought. Mhm. Yeah. That that was that was too bad. But there could be deleted scenes. Um, I know for a little while, um, Kronos was he had to, he had to be a bit of a, a mystery, so it's why he didn't really speak. But he did a lot with just his actions and and movements and everything. But, yeah, he uh, did not have as big big a role, uh, all things considered, compared to Elliot Ness. Um, It reminded me a little bit of when Michael Shanks was on, you know, another sort of genre icon from Stargate and other things, and he was in 99 Problems. And I don't think he was as used as much as he could have been as well. But I guess it just happens. You know, there's a lot there was a lot happening in this episode last night. We have the past, um, we have the present, um we had a god, we had Elliot Ness, we had a hunter, we had uh even a, a tiny mention of the Leviathans at the very end. Um we got mentions of Bobby. Uh, I it was just a lot. Mhm. Mhm. Even even there was a Rufus mention. And Rufus, I that was great. Um, I really enjoyed Sam working with Jody. I thought it was cool that he called her. I even liked that she says, "You know, don't make me use my mom voice." And then she called him young man. And I, I kind of think it would not be amiss for Sam and Dean to occasionally uh, work with Jody like that if she finds another case, and and for her to use her mom voice. You know, they haven't had that kind of relationship or reaction in, you know, a long, long time. It might be kind of nice to have her immediate teeny tiny bit of new family, maybe, if if, if they feel like they can because we know what happens to, you know, everybody in the Winchester's lives. But be nice. Right, yeah, I agree. I would love to see more of Jody. Yeah. Tim Rose is great. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about that. I like Jody Mills and I love Kim Rose as an actress, but I feel like that's circular for them to lose a family to create a family again. So I'm kind of 
Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Oh, 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 and yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching this as we're talking, and I just have to give a shout out. I have no idea what the actor's name is. The guy in the Afghan on the porch who's staying with his mom, mm-hmm. who's talking about his friend Charles Dur- um, Durbin. That guy, I love that guy. I don't know who he was. <laughs> I loved him. He was great. I know he was very funny. Very funny. He had a very memorable scene. It was one scene, but it was he was he was very memorable. <laughs> Excellent. He was just I happy that Sam and Dean believed him. <laughs> yeah. He that whoever that actor is, he was just awesome. He, I mm. I loved him. I, I could watch a whole episode with just that guy's talk telling stories. <laughs> I think. <laughs> He had kind of a William Shatner delivery, you know, very sort of quick and then stop and pause, you know. And I'm, I'm sure it was, uh, he's probably got, you know, like a <laughs> a whole pot farm in like a back room or something, you know. Nah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it, was, it was, he was great, yeah, really great. And um, actually uh, all the guest stars in this were really cool, Um she didn't have too much to do, but I thought she looked the part and, and did well with what she had. Um, she played Lila, uh, Kronos' girlfriend, Melissa Roxburg. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I, I don't know who played Ezra, um, who, who was oh, Elliot Ness's kind of helper. Hmm? Yeah, like his Bobby. Yes. And, and, and he, uh, speaking of Bobby. <laughs> she called him, she called him Idgets. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which was fun, and, and boy, and then she's no dummy, boy. Um, uh, boy, she uh, uh, took an opportunity to smooch Dean, and I don't blame her. <laughs> Didn't stop her, which I was cute, and Dean was a little taken aback, but he, he managed okay. <laughs> I, I thought Jensen know, looked amazing. Hmm? Well, and yes, in that whole forties, yes, he did. He, I mean. Especially in you know the scene where they take the Lester young guy and to um, interrogate him, and he takes his jacket off and he's just you know in his yeah. shirt and yeah, the, his, with the leather holster. Yes, mm. yes. I was like, I yeah, I could see him doing a period movie easily. Yeah. You know, he he just was awesome. Yeah, um, I actually think he made a better 1940s. FBI agent untouchable than he did a cowboy. I mean, he looked great as a cowboy, and but I, even better at this. It was intended for him to be a little overly gleeful about it and, you know, to mm-hmm. the point of mocking, where this was mm-hmm. a bit more serious for him mm-hmm. to take into consideration. So I do see, I think it was intended, because I mm-hmm. think that could play a legitimate cowboy if he tried or was directed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, I'm not saying he couldn't, and I'm not saying he looked bad as a cowboy, but I think, and I think you're right, too, it was supposed to be a little too over-enthusiastic. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Dean, Dean, God love him, you know, he has this sort of, and actually it's slightly romanticized idea of the Old West and uh, Elliot Ness's time, and him, and the truth hasn't been quite what he hoped it would be. It's not quite like the movies that he's been watching and, and everything, which is a little bit funny. I mean, he adapts really well, 
and and quick enough. And he doesn't give up, you know, like saying things like awesome. And uh, it's like, why why are you why are you full of awe at this? <laughs> it was <laughs> very funny. And Adam talked to me, and he's like, I am. You're like, what's wrong with you? So he gets at it, but yeah, I I can see that he looks he looks even better. He's also uh, someone who can really wear a hat. Some people can, some people can't. And he looks great. He looks great in a cowboy hat and all of them. And he looked fantastic in a in a fedora. Yeah, I, I have one question that I, you know, maybe it's a stupid question. Maybe it answers right there in front of my face, just I'm too stupid to figure it out. Why did Kronos hang around after he killed those people enough to get his picture taken and be put in newspapers? I took it in, maybe because I watch too many crime dramas, I watch a little too much Criminal Minds, I'll admit that. But mm. that theory that serial killers go back to the scene of the crime for that mm. rush and that notoriety, I kind of get the feeling that that might be it. And who can ever believe that the, the same guy, like, it's it's a tough thing to believe. But if he was he was doing it, he had to kill three people, right, so he could go back to that specific time in 1944 to be with Lila, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So why would he hang around afterwards with his picture taken? What was he, why was he checking out the the victim? Again, I guess it will, it could be, again, returning sort of scene of the crime. He is a god. He is arrogant. Maybe he figured it didn't matter because he could come and go as he pleased. And who would ever think it was him? That's you know, right. I, you're all probably right. Like I said, it's probably stupid and right there in my face and I'm just too stupid to figure it out. No. I think it's up to interpretation. Like I said, I'm, my interpretation is colored because of the other shows I watch. Um, mm-hmm. It would vary depending on you know your perspective of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be you know you know a, a forensics then you know aren't aren't you know are only a, a, a just a dream of what they are today. So maybe he thought he wouldn't get caught. Maybe he thought it just wouldn't matter that he was photographed at the scene. Um, was he even aware of hunters? Why somebody would even be looking for him or even associate him with? Uh, with these uh, bodies, he probably had a reputation as maybe just, you know, a businessman and a, uh, uh, who knows? So I, yeah, but it's a good question. Yeah, it's like, why is he, um, I, I have uh, my, my stretch for the, uh, or the as if moment for me a little bit is, and it's okay, I don't mind, but it was the slight stretch was, um, I thought it was great, Dean leaving a, a note for Sam and hiding it and, and carving his name. But it's been, you know, how many years? And the floorboard was never fixed, never noticed, never painted over. The house wasn't torn down. It didn't burn. You know, you kind of have to cross your fingers, and it's okay. You know, I don't mind. I thought it was great. I I loved how they tied everything in. But that's a tiny bit of a stretch there. I don't care. But for me, it was a little bit, hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stretch that I can justify because it's one of those things, like, I've lived in an old house that you don't, you upkeep the house in a general way. Mm-hmm. 
how often do you lay on the floor and look in that exact spot? Like, he did it because he knew that's where Sam had put his bedroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you've, mm-hmm. you've lived in places where you've seen where someone leaves, like, their height chart where they've crashed into the wall, and sometimes you leave right. it. And we don't know how long that house was condemned for. It might have been just that family that lived there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I can I can take out somebody just leaving their house the, the way it is, but it's also you're lucky they didn't raise it and rebuild it or it didn't catch on fire or something like that. And it's okay because it's, it's a little artistic license, and it's fine with me. I thought it was fan, a fantastic thing, but that that was just my little bit. Hmm. Okay, whatever, let's move on. Just <laughs> my curiosity with what they did is, you know, the typical, you're not supposed to mess with things in the past? Mm-hmm. So when they first walked into that house, the car, the Sam's name covenant there shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who lived in that house before, it wasn't there. In theory. Yeah, the time travel stuff is, really is getting in you know, it macrames your, your mind. You know, it's like, it's like there, when, but... It's, when it's he a wibbly wobbly timey whiny thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when but he I told Elliot Ness that he was in a movie, like I actually went, no, 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 you're not supposed to tell people things. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, you're not supposed to know too much about your future. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what? One yeah, thing but you know what? He probably didn't even believe Dean. He's like, whatever. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> One thing that I thought was really interesting was when they went back to see Lila in the, um, I guess it was a nursing home she was in, and he show, he she he Sam shows him that little um, picture of Dean, and she says that um, Ethan choked the life out of that man. What what you know at at that point then because you know this is 2012 and all that happened in 1944. Dean was dead. I would guess, right? So, you know, wouldn't at that point Dean would have been actually in the in current time, wouldn't Dean have been dead then? Yeah, those were the things I was like, you know, where does it fit in that certain things have been altered, like when? Mm-hmm. It's that whole timey-wimey stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, you know, yikes. Um, you know what, I, it's like Supernatural always makes me suspicious because they put so many um, fun little things in episodes. You never know if it is just, just exactly what it is or, or a hint or a pop culture thing. But but didn't she say, oh, oh, that Michael, um, I told him not to play with his comic books. Is that uh-huh. a reference I should know or was it just? Yeah, I didn't get that one either. I, I didn't understand that one either. I didn't yeah. either. Uh, maybe a deleted scene? Or maybe it's possibly just a, a reference that not Alzheimer's, just something from her Alzheimer's. Maybe just to show that she has Alzheimer's. Yeah, I, okay, I, I did like a lot for the episode the manipulation of time outside of the time travel. Like you know, we start off at a certain point and then we flash back to two days, and then with her that she has the Alzheimer's, so she, her time doesn't work right for her. And I thought those were, like, really cool little interjections that fit the theme. I really thought that hmm. was neat. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I thought those were cool. I don't know if they intended it or it just happened that way, but if it was intended, it was brilliant. 
Mm-hmm. It was very, very subtle. I think I, I missed something in there. What, what, what preferences are you talking about? Are we doing them? We start, we start off the episode, and they're at one point in time. Then for us, it flashes back to two days. Uh huh. So there's time travel within time travel within time travel for the viewer. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. And then for Lila, since she has Alzheimer's, time doesn't progress the right way for her. She doesn't. Time doesn't move mm-hmm. correctly for her. Mm-hmm. And I, I I like that they did that. Yeah, they always seem to have layers upon layers upon layers in an episode, or they work in. It's like Guy always says they have lots of. He wanted lots of water references or references to death or death symbols. So they're always, and even if it's something that either we somehow don't get to see or it's like gone in the blink of an eye, they just really show such attention to to detail in an episode and, and put these little things in. I mean, we have to we have to give like a shout out to like everybody behind the scenes on this episode, um, uh, the directing Phil Segrisha the script by Robbie Thompson. He's a keeper, by the way, supernatural. Hang on to him. <laughs> he said that this was, this was a fantastic episode, and he did flash fiction, which was also um, really a lot of fun. Um, the usual, you know, Serge, like, uh, I'll never say his name right, Lady Sarah. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, uh, and um, Janet, uh, well, Jim... No, Jim Michaels tweeted that um, for the first time, both composers worked on this episode together. Chris Leonard yes. and, and Jay Griska worked on it together. And also um, Janet McCarns, who um, is one of the crew members, she tweeted today that Phil actually hired a full orchestra for the music for this episode. Wow, because it was fantastic. Yeah, the music was perfect. You know, it was so evocative of the forties and and the the lighting. You know, the shadows. At one point, when Dean's shadow with the gun and the hat is on the wall, and then he follows yeah, in with so forties, so much of that that time and that kind of scene. Um, yeah, the street, the whole street with the old cars and. Uh, um, you know, I I don't know. I I I know we all. It's like our, the way we dress now is some people dress up, some people dress very casual. Our dress code is is very relaxed now. Into places and events where you know you couldn't show up before, like say without a jacket or a suit or or whatever. And in some ways, I like it. But that but some part of me, I look at like this is this episode is an example of it. I mean, look how just amazing and dressed and uh, there was such attention to appearance in this episode between the dresses and the coat and the hat and the heels and the fedora and the suit, the suspenders. I, I, you know, I just thought it was so so cool. And I, I, kind, I kind of miss it. I mean, it's a lot to deal with all the time, but everybody just looks so good. <laughs> and Dean stood out so much. <laughs> And, and this is just one little tiny thing, but in the scene where um, Dean and Elliot next go to the house where um, um, Dean and Sam knew Ethan lived in the lived currently, so they went to see if he lives there now. Um, Elliot next breaks in the door. Um, 
in the background, you can see a car drive by, and it's, you know, one of the cars from the time period. And, you know, to me, that made it feel so real, like you were actually in the 40s, just in the background of the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was so great. And oh, speaking of little references, uh, sometimes they work in the diner where Kronos hung out was called the Early Bird Diner. And mm-hmm. you know, it's another time thing, you know, like the early bird gets the worm. You know, it's another time reference, time of day. So I thought that was cool. And I would like to Dean's movie references. He had several Back to the Future references, which we love. There's a little bit of static from somebody. I hear the static too. Is someone moving around? Um, it it could be me. One of those nights. Um, but I. I said to queue it up for a minute, but we have snack. But, yeah, the November 5th reference was awesome. And I like the um, 12 Monkeys reference because 12 Monkeys is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. The only thing is, you know, I'm not, I shouldn't say the only thing because that makes it sound like I don't like it, but I really do like it, is the writers have gotten very, very witty, far Mm -hmm. more than they were. It's almost like... um, it reminds me a lot of the writing from Buffy lately. Yeah, and yeah, I know what you mean, right? Using, you know, where, where nouns become adjectives. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that. I love that. But it, it's been an interesting change because it, it didn't used to happen as much. I did like how um, Dean called out that you know, Ness is using the big strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was just overall, it was just a really, really great episode. Well, and we have to give a shout out to Sam's hair. Oh, <laughs> it was <yes>. good hair. <laughs> I was actually but, inspired to tweet about Sam's hair last night. <laughs> I totally don't usually. <laughs> I actually have to say that, yes, Sam's hair was amazing, but I was far more drawn to Sheriff Mills's hair. Her hair looked amazing. <laughs> I do her hairstyle is really cute. It's but, oh, my so God, perfect. she has long hair. I have a thing for long hair. And the longer it's getting, the more it looks. Oh, I just love it. Yeah, um, I know in the at the very beginning of the episode when Dean and Kronos go back in time and there's the whole sort of whoosh of wind and Sam's hair just flies in the wind. I'm like, oh, this looks gorgeous. <laughs> I'm going to hang up and call right back and see if that might help, see if maybe the static is on my side. Okay. Okay, so watch for me. Pick me back up. Yep, I'm right at it.
There she is. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine, yeah. Okay. Hold it. Wait. No, now I've got a little bit of static. All right. Becky? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Is that any better? I don't hear it currently. Not right now, no. No. Okay. Maybe that fixed it. Let's hope. Hmm. on. Um, I did also like for for Dean to kind of get disillusioned with what the Untouchables had shown him as a movie versus the real air quote real Elliot Ness. Um, I like that they didn't make Elliot Ness in this a cliche. And that they mm-hmm. they went they went the route of him not being like the Untouchables, you know, step for step. I really really mm-hmm. liked that. And I yeah. loved loved when Dean started to get a little melancholy in their conversation in the car, and Elliot Ness looked at him and said, called him a Nancy and said, "Are all hunters soft like you in the future?" <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Poor Dean, though, you know, every time he tries to, you know feel bad or, or talk about it. Somebody tells him to to, to you know, snap out of it. And I, I you know what, if, if, there, if there's anybody that knows how to man up, it's Dean and Sam. And, you know, just, just once I'd like him to have a chance to, to wallow a little bit, you know, and I, I know there's either, there's a, there's a time problem or there's a, a situation problem, you know, the end of the world or whatever where he really, doesn't and I know that uh, Elliot Ness had no idea what Dean's been through or Frank the last time, but just 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 once I'd kind of like somebody to say, okay, you know, take take your time and, and do this. And then when Sam tries to get him to grieve a little bit, he won't. So the timing on that is sometimes not good, but. Oh, like other times, I'm like you know what? Give give him a chance. Could could you just give him a break for like thirty seconds and let him let him wallow, and then tell him to move along. But I I do think that if Dean Winchester is invited to by anybody to talk about his feelings, he'll shut down. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's just a sound thing. I think if if Frank, you know, he didn't want to talk about it with Frank. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to wallow. You you know. There's a there's a point where you can't do both. You can't shut down and wallow. Do one or the other. Yeah, I, maybe he doesn't know what to do. You know, um, he me not doing it in front of Sam. It's funny because Sam's the one that keeps asking him about it. And he probably thinks, well, I because I, all his life he's never wanted to worry Sam. You know, he's always taken taken care of Sam, but. It's like Sam could use a little distraction from, you know, Lucifer in his head, you know, so he could, you know, well, he would like Dean to talk to him and work through some of this. But, um, yeah, it's it's typical. It's I, That's a very natural human thing, you know. Most of the time life isn't like a movie where everybody sits down and talks about their feelings perfectly. You know, your timing's wrong. Somebody wants to talk, the other person doesn't. You uh, have to leave in the middle of it. It's, it happens a lot. 
it is very realistic. Frustrating, but realistic. I like I like that um, Frank taught Dean that little um, computer the, trick with the hack. Yeah, with the cameras, and Dean was all yes. proud of himself, and Sam was like, "You got to teach me that." I love that. I, I thought yes. it was super cute. Yes, that was that was great, and uh, you could. <laughs> it was very sort of brother brotherly kind of thing. You know, you got to teach me that. You know, dude and. It's like, you can't even let me bask in the glory for one minute, can you? And I like that it harkened back to something that I used to really get into debates with people about um, way back when, when people would call Dean dumb. I'd be like, you know, he rebuilt a car, he built an EMS, like, you can't be dumb and do those things. So no, I like no. that they brought back the idea that Dean can do these kind of mechanical engineer things. He's, he's mm-hmm. adapted. He's He's adept at it. He really, really is. And yeah, I like this, it's that there. You just don't see it a lot, you know. Or and and it's a surface Dean. You know, the first impressions that you get for Dean don't show all the layers to him. And like you said, rebuilding a car, reading Kirk Vonnegut. I don't, I don't like when people say characters on the show make the comment, "You what? You read?" <laughs> yes. He reads. <laughs> he has strange, eclectic take, uh, taste, uh, you know, but, uh, but yes, he can read. And, yes, he watches a lot of crazy movies and uh, anime. <laughs> yes, it is an art form. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he likes to find, you know, trashy stuff, too. It's uh, nothing. They have a lot of time to do that in their hotel room, so why, so why not? And on the road. Okay, so but yeah, there's a lot more to him than just cheeseburgers and drinking. And he finally threw something besides scissors and rock paper scissors, and he still lost. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy. And and like and like Vinny, like you said in your uh, recap. Why does paper beat rock? How does that beat rock? <laughs> I dare anyone, hold a piece of paper in front of your face. Let someone throw a rock at you. How much protection did that paper provide you? Did the paper yeah. actually? I've never understood that. It's always driven me crazy. I think they should do, do rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I like the way it's on, What is it on the 70s show? It's shoe... Cockroach nuclear uh, nuclear bomb and and cockroach beats nuclear bomb and I love that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that, a, and I I sorry. No, I was to say that like I I think that's a way better <laughs> way to throw that. Yeah, and I also like that it was it was sort of a very dramatic moment for Sam and Dean about, and you didn't they didn't say let's do rock paper scissors. You just knew what they were thinking and what they were going to do, and then you didn't get to see them do it. You just saw the result and 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 see that Dean had lost. It was just great, just great the way they wrote that scene and did it and performed it. But again, you know, I'm confused. That room was huge. Why couldn't Dean have put his bedroll down in that same room? They shared some hotel rooms. Exactly. Yeah, that was weird. They had to throw rock, paper, scissors to choose between the 
sort of gross room and the super gross room. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> too much, though, but. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe being snoring a lot is something even worse than usual. I have no idea. Who <laughs> knows? Um, I have to say, um, on a completely 12-year-old boy level, I love <laughs> when when Sam told Dean, are you strictly on dick now? Like, I'm sorry, that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, strictly. Are you strictly into dick now? I no, I, like, I was eating dinner and I just I spit my food out. <laughs> just with that comment and Sam saying it and how funny it was, you know. And that didn't. That Dean just kind of frowned at him like, ugh, you know. But just like, because yeah, usually, you know, it's it's Dean getting getting being able to make fun of Sam in those ways. So seeing Sam make fun mm-hmm. of Dean with that. Uh, it's it's nice. It's fun. Mhm. Yep, I thought that was very um, very funny. And I just couldn't I couldn't really help making the 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 Doctor Who blink connections. There were so many for me that I just I wanted to watch like blink right after this episode, like the whole time thing and sucking dry. Like I'm not saying that they derived it from that, but it was interesting to see. You know, mm. time is not a linear progression. That was blink is one of my all time favorite Doctor Who episodes. I just love it. It was absolutely terrifying. Terrifying with a little. Uh, it wasn't much. A little premise. But it was absolutely terrifying. So great. And as far as Chronos goes, um, I did like I like the idea of having um, to deal with gods again. You know, to remember mm-hmm. that there are other things out there. Mm-hmm. And I like that they that they kept up. You know, you you still kill gods in the same or similar way. Going back to um, a very supernatural Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I like continuity. I'm a big fan of continuity, so I'm always impressed mm-hmm. with show. That. And yeah. the Paris Hilton God, Leshy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to forget. <laughs> I love that. I'm not I'm not even mad at that. I will never be mad at that. I loved it. Uh, no, I'm just talking about her in general. I thought I thought that it was fine. She was fine on the episode. I thought they had a lot of fun with it and um, and she seemed to be a good sport about it, which was which was cool. Yeah, she will I will always have like that um, that respect for Paris Hilton because to go on a show and make fun of yourself as yourself like that shows that you're you've got you've got a sense of humor about your life and I I, I commend her for that I will I will always give her a little head nod for that and I've always ever since that episode aired that scene where she's sitting there and um, filing her nails with the big size mm-hmm. the way that scene was lit and everything she just looks so creepy. It, it was just, it's one of my favorite scenes for the way it looks. I, I just yeah, really love like She looked like artificial like it was just really well done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. Oh, and um the house that was supposed to be Lila's house in this episode, we've seen it in two other episodes. It was in um 
the first episode with Gordon. When, that's the house where um, Dean and, and Gordon had their big fight, um, the one with um, Amber Benson's vampire, Lenore. Uh-huh. Um, that's, that they used the house that, um, in that episode, and then they used it in The Magnificent Seven. And um, in the, um, we went there on the location tour, the second Vancouver convention I went on went to, and um, in the field behind that house was actually the field where um, the um, pit to hell that um, Sam and Adam fell into in Swan Song is actually in the field behind that house. Wow. Very nice um, to have. Also, that's Mulder and Scully's house in um, the second X-Files movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 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 So Krychek okay. was in Mulder and Scully's house. <laughs> oh, he thought if he was there while Mulder and Scully were. Um, I wonder what they're going to do with the twenty-two boxes of stuff that was in Bobby's storage. <laughs> Did they take it all back to the storage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because they can't fit all of that in whatever car that they're using right now. Did so? Did they take part of it, and then Jody take part of it back, or? I wonder. I'll probably go through it see if there's anything they need right there. And, and Jody said there's something alive in at least three of the boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I liked. Uh, I like when she pulled the bottle of whiskey out, and they talked about like discovering parts of a person. Yeah, that was a really like, sweet that thing. That's what you do when someone passes away and you have to go clean out their, their effects. You you mm-hmm. stumble upon that you didn't know about a person, even no matter how much you thought you knew about that person. But also, mm-hmm. I'm curious if it's going to be a running theme of look at this, look at this, look at this, and what significance that will have in the future episodes. Mm-hmm. One thing I um, about that scene, she asks, who R is on that note, and Sam tells that's Rufus, you know, and kind of explains a little bit who Rufus is. I was, I thought that Jody should have had a, like a oh yeah kind of moment because she met Rufus, she got him out of jail, you know, in Bobby uh-huh. in uh, Bobby's episode. So he should he should have had like a moment of recognition there. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I understand her not getting just R at first, you know, because. Mm-hmm. There's only so much that she knew, but once Sam said Rufus, but you know, I, who knows? They were busy concentrating on getting, you know, Dean back and the case at hand, and, and had a lot on her mind. If she lost Bobby, so who who knows? Maybe it just left her mind. Who knows what name they gave her for him at the time, anyways? Too so. Yep, yep. That's that's and right. And there's no. He was using, I, I remember the FBI agent who was looking for him in that episode, um, Luther Vandross and Ruben Studdard were two of his aliases. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I like the um, Ohio references in here, Canton and Cleveland and, you know, of course, the Eric Kikis from Ohio, so they haven't forgotten that, I think. Um. Well, in, in order to have Elliot Ness 
in the episode, they had to set it in Ohio in order for it to make sense because that's where he was transferred to. So I like that they paid attention to that. Oh, that's and cool, didn't too, just, but, you know, I've, obviously I'm behind on my Elliot Ness information because I have no I idea. Have, I have, I have a, a, you know, Dean and I are going to have to battle it out. Untouchables is a movie I, like, grew up obsessing about, and I have, like, all these weird Elliot Ness facts in my head. Uh-huh. So, every time they would do something about the movie, like, when he did the Sean Connery voice, I was like, oh, are you serious? And then he would his Agent Coster, I was like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> like, I loved it. Like, oh, yeah. so good. Like, I literally, like, threw my hands up in the air when it was Elliot Ness, and, like, every single Untouchables reference, I was like, yes. But, uh, yeah, Dean and I are going to have to, like, fight for the, the nerd crowd on, on the Untouchables, because... Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't do the, you know, he sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue, you know, the whole... whole <laughs> I'm surprised Dean you know, didn't find a way to use that. That, that was always pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, was it just me, or did the show end differently? Usually, you know, you have a, a big scene, at, you know, the, and then... Um, towards the end of the episode, and then you go to commercial, and then you have like three more minutes of show. And oh, yeah. right. and and this time we didn't have that like last three minutes of show. When that mm-hmm. scene ended and the credits came up, I was like, "Huh? What? Whoa? Huh?" <laughs> like, yeah, what? I guess it, it just wanted to have one of those boom downer endings. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't notice it until I was doing my recap, and the way I do a recap is I watch the episode, and then I watch it, like, in 15-minute chunks after that. Mm-hmm. So, And then I'll, like, do, write a little bit, watch a little bit, write a little bit. When I got to the end, I was like, oh, I'm done? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is abrupt, but I think that's what the, what but the it was really cool point was. I, I was actually looking forward to Dean kind of going, Jody, you know, and then maybe, you know, drinking some of that that blue label or red label or whatever it was under the paper, blue I, label, I, probably. I, I like the impact of it ending just with Kronos giving them that really yeah. honest fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was, the, that was the choice. So here's, a, here's a giant bombshell, and goodbye. See you in three weeks, four weeks, three weeks. Because that was our last new episode for at least a couple of Fridays, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next one's February 3rd. I kind of, I was kind of expecting, you know, how they used to have those previews coming soon and have, like, previews with, like, three episode scenes in it. I was mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought we might get one of those, but we didn't. Yeah, that oh, I noticed the first watch and I went, uh, don't I get any kind of teaser? Nothing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that quick, quick, quickly without getting into too much of the uh, hoopla. It was uh, very nice to see the congratulatory commercial done by the CW for Supernatural for winning the People's Choice Awards. Yes, that's plural. Favorite sci-fi fantasy and favorite network drama. We say our congratulations as well. And my local network cut the beginning of that commercial off. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it didn't show on mine at all. It was a black. It was black for three minutes on my station. As oh, I it, it didn't air. I had I had like three minutes of black as well, and I and I freaked out because our our CW affiliate, 
you know, I'm, I was afraid they hadn't paid their power bill, you know, for the last half of the show because, you know, they're always a little bit on edge uh, down here. But uh, so I guess it was CW and not the affiliate. Ooh, well, I don't know because I had two blackouts. I had when they showed that ad and then also I missed part of the episode, like when I'm sitting in the car and Elliot Ness calling him a Nancy. I didn't watch that until the second time I watched it on my download from iTunes. Ooh. I didn't even know what that whole chunk had happened. So, and I'm wondering if maybe there were some airing issues because on one of my TVs it recorded. On the other one it said it was recording and it just recorded nothing but blackness. And I'm wondering if maybe that's where the ratings issue is coming in for this week. Oh, that's the thing. That's a severe jump, especially for this kind of episode. That's a severe drop. And I'm wondering if there were broadcast issues. Yeah, because, yeah, 25% drop. I was like, whoa, where did that come from? So that could explain it. Yeah, that makes sense because it was iffy. Last night I thought it was just me, but it, now it doesn't uh, it doesn't sound like it. So we'll have to we'll have to see with the seven day adjustment how things go. Mhm. And I am very happy to announce that my local CW now airs in HD. Woo! <laughs> I was so excited. Um, last week when it, um, sometime apparently over Christmas break they apparently switched to HD. Because when last week's episode, um, you know, that last week's was the first one back, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so when I was checking my DVR to make sure it was, you know, set to record last week and everything, it wasn't. And I was like, why is it, you know, I've got the season pass for this. Why isn't it set? And I noticed it's because the channel had switched to HD. So I'm like, so I had to go through and change all my season passes to pick up all the HD versions. Uh-huh. Cool. So I was like, I was, like, so happy because, you know, before it's all, you know, in the middle of the screen, cutting off things on the left and the right, and I couldn't Mm -hmm. see the whole thing until I um, bought it from Amazon the next day, you know, and all this stuff. So, yay, finally, HD. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the clearer Sam and Dean, the better. Anybody knows the name of the guy on the porch with the Afghan who lives with his mom and Medicaid and all that? If anybody knows the name of that actor, please tweet it to us, email it I really like that guy. That <laughs> scene's on again. and I, I just really like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> his name wasn't in the credits? or I'm it's sure. But... It was probably at the in the end credits, I'm guessing. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. know the difference between, like, who played the cop that arrested that Dean versus the guy who played the guy on the porch. I wouldn't be sure who would it be who. Right. So I wouldn't... I'm not going to give you... I'm not going to lie to you. And speaking of in, in credits, we had the, we had different music this week for the end credits. With, you know, more of the 40s music with it. Mm-hmm. I love when they do stuff oh. like that. I do, too. I, I love when they do either the opening title card or the end credits that keeps you sitting there. So, yeah, it was a great episode. Right down, Lucas. There we go. 
going back to this because I, I, I feel like I have issue with it. As much as I like the characters coming in and out of the, of the episodes since Bobby's passed away, it makes me wonder why there was a choice to kill off Bobby if it if it's not a an issue with you know always having someone to go to then why was the choice why was the decision made I'm very curious to see where that's going to progress to cuz I initially thought it was to remove that fallback Mhm but it's you know, in a way, Bobby is still their fallback because they're still using all of his information, all of his belongings. And now you mm-hmm. have, like, Devereaux, you have Jody Mills. And I'm curious as to why the choice was made on a storytelling um, Well, they, they're they there, but they're, they can't come close to Bobby's wealth of knowledge and resources. I mean, you know, they had boxes of his stuff that they had to go through it all and probably it would have taken Bobby five minutes to do something that took them five hours maybe and you know Frank they don't have that relationship with him you know they got to pay him to get anything out of him they got to chase him down to get anything out of him um Do you, um, anybody know what kind of car Bobby and Sam were sitting in? It looks like a newer car, you know, when um, they're sitting and eating and, and they're stick out for um, Kronos. It, uh, you know, so used to seeing them in older cars. It, was, it mm-hmm. looked like a new, maybe Taurus, maybe. Hmm. I couldn't really yeah. see. It looked like a rental car. Yeah, I didn't see too well of the... To determine like the of the body to determine like a make a model, but it didn't look classic or run down at all. Mhm. It's a little bit like a Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> Might have uh, been. We do know there are Hyundai's aplenty in the Vancouver area. <laughs> and it it was so weird hearing them use you know Agent Smith and Agent Smith you know because we're used to the elaborate rock star names. Mhm. I did like the no relation. I thought that was <laughs> Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. I just for a split second I thought he was gonna say lesson. <laughs> it was like oh, oh. Yeah, I like that it's kind of a, a play on Mr. and Mrs. Smith too. Or, you know, mm. nobody Nothing to see here. We're nobodies. And I'm wondering what it's going to be for for Dean to be, you know, as I said, Google stalking Dick Roman so heavily. There's got to be something he's going to come up with at some point. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to see what it is because they're not going to just have him continually search Dick Roman. No. To no avail. He's going to mm-hmm. something. Yes, he's going to put it together. You know, that's what he's been doing all his life. All his life. And I'm very, very interested to see what it is within, you know, the Internet that he's going to find. Mm-hmm. 
you know, going back to as I'm looking at the at the a little bit of the episode when you mentioned why he, uh, Becky when you said why would he go back to the scene? Uh huh. Kronos. If you kind of look at it, I guess in a on a period time like a level, he, he's kind of nondescript as far as that time period goes. He stands out for us, but if you look at him within the time period of the 40s, Kronos is extremely nondescript. Right. Mm -hmm. And the pictures, you know, with the whole fedora thing and being able to tilt your fedora and kind of mask yourself, I wonder if maybe that's part of why he figured he could get away with it. Mm -hmm. I just just Mm want to know what his purpose was. Why did he go back and hang out and get his picture taken. Was he was he like was he like those, you know, serial killers who, you know, have collections mm-hmm. you know, collections of all their art new articles about themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ego thing. Do you have any callers and maybe you want to call in and talk about the episode? I, you know, I have a comment about my cell phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, having, I, I'm, I'm having issues tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm missing some things that you guys are saying, so I don't want you to think that I'm not listening or not commenting or answering you because some, for some reason my Phone service is cutting in and out, so I'm not ignoring you. I just didn't hear you. I'm cranky about that, but it's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. <laughs> well, if you're having phone problems, um, we don't ha- we didn't have a guest, so if you guys want to make a short night of it, yeah, because actually I don't know anything else to talk about. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm out of. I'm out of comments. Yeah. I, oh I, I, to, I I wrote a recap on it, so I'm a little tapped. <laughs> <laughs> I used all my um, thinking thoughts for that. I uh, I I I think we covered everything. I mean, it was we covered everything. The story it moved it moved things forward a little bit, you know, with the the making a comment on the Leviathan. Um, we complimented everybody, the writing, behind the scenes. I, I think, oh, did we mention that Sam was eating something that wasn't a salad? That was That's important. <laughs> that is important. That's true. <laughs> yes. And Dean said, um, uh, and if this was in one of the moments when I couldn't hear, he used uh, Agent Costner as an alien. Yes. Who, of course, played Elliot Ness in the movies. And uh, another shout out to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, that was that's something I did want to talk about. I okay. like that Justin Timberlake has once again made it into a supernatural episode. Hadn't happened for five seasons since Born Under a Bad mm-hmm. Sign. So yep. I, he is quite the triple threat. <laughs> yes, I was uh, so excited to hear that. <laughs> and you know what else is consistent? It's supposedly Sam who's the Timberlake fan, because he knew it was his hat, and then he was going to the concert, supposedly, years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Amanda, um, Amanda on Twitter wants to know what we think about the preview for the next episode. So if you want to talk about that before we end the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm not upset about shirtless Dean. I'll let everybody <laughs> know that right now. You are not you're not against that at all. I I am not. I it's a, you know, it's just something I've had to get used to over the years and I'll I uh come to accept it. Uh, uh, one cool thing about it though, he's got the tattoo. They didn't forget. Talk about continuity. He has the tattoo, but he does not have his Castile handprint. No, he doesn't. Was that healed off him in one of the many times since then that he's died and come back to have to heal it? It could have. It, or it could have just, you know, it could have, it, it's angelic. It could, you know, it could have faded. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I thought that was, um, was it a continuity flub or is there mm-hmm. a reason? Because that would leave a scar. Yeah. That's going to leave a scar. Yeah. It could have been, it could have been healed by, by Cass in right. one of the times. Um, yeah. I would, I would say that is something. I have to um, say that this, that, for, all I know about the episode is what we saw in the previews, and first, and you know, this episode is going to be really dramatic and huge, or it's going to be kind of weird. <laughs> and um, yeah, a little and, dicey. <laughs> a little yeah. dicey. <laughs> and the girl who comes up to the door at the end and tells Dean that she's his daughter—that's the mm-hmm. same actress who played Missy in The Benders. That's awesome. And That's again, why she weird. looks familiar. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd just seen her in something else. Mm. Oh, that's weird. Very so, interesting. So she tried to kill Dean in one episode, and then he's her father in another. <laughs> she could be trying to kill him again. It could, could be more continuity. Sure. <laughs> very, and very if there is no Star Wars joke in, in the next episode, I will be very disappointed in the writers. <laughs> Falling down on the job if you don't make the Star Wars reference. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, what was I going to say? And I, well, I, anything else about it? It's, uh, it make, it's making me think of um, the Angel episode too, when Cordy woke up pregnant. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, she yes. was like nine months pregnant. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so that's a little something. Um, anything? Oh, uh, uh, Jack, do you want to just mention the St. Jude fundraiser? We're this close. <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, 94% to the goal. We're at 18,824, and we're trying hopefully to get at least 20000 by um, March 1st, so super close. And we're in a new year, so if you think about it, if you donate now, it's like a savings account when you do your taxes next year. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, and just a little reminder that um, when you donate, you get a chance to also pay your credit card fees so they aren't charged to St. Jude and the charity, and they will get all the money that you intend them to have in your donation. And there's prizes this month for donating, right, from us? We're going to be a drawing. And... Yep, we're, we've got some prizes. You can see a list of them on the 
website. Um, there's a couple things autographed by Misha Collins. Uh, one thing autographed by Jared and Jensen. Uh, several things autographed by um, people from Joss Whedon shows. Um, David Boreana, Sarah McNabeller, um Alexis Denisov. Several of those cool things, those things, and then some really cool, really unique um, supernatural jewelry. A charm bracelet and a couple of necklaces and earrings that are made out of Winchester bullet casings. Very cool. Ooh. Oh, and we have, I constantly forget about this because I can't take a proper picture of it. We have the hat. Um, yes. We divine. have a Divine Series cap um, autographed by Ivan Hayden, Jason Fisher, Kirk Shock, and also Misha Collins. But the Very cool. Still- and it Very reflects cool. pretty oddly on the camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, And it's signed under the bill, so you can't see it if you wear it. Mm-hmm. And it's never been worn. Very cool. Um, we have two callers. And if we... Um, oh, we only have one uh, at the moment. I don't know if we want to take the call. Uh, if not, we should... Thank them and explain why we aren't taking the call, or we should take the call. So, what do you guys think? We can take one. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you on the air. Hello, Winchester Radio. Oh, I'm not going. Hang up. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> um. Uh, anything else? Oh, uh, well. I, we uh, won't get too carried away because, again, there was a lot of uh, hoopla over this, but we we really do want to say a very sincere congratulations to Supernatural and Jensen and Jared and every bit of cast and crew on the show for their People's Choice Awards. Fans voted like crazy night and day, and they absolutely deserve both their awards, sci-fi, fantasy, and favorite network drama. Um, You guys are great, and we're happy to do it, and congratulations to all of you. uh, No show deserved it more. Absolutely. And congratulations to the fans also for getting that win for the show. Yeah, yes. I mean, Network is pretty amazing. Considering their competition, Network is, is pretty amazing. And uh, it's nice to know uh, Jensen and Jared did not go pantsless for nothing. <laughs> but, I mean, if they want to do a video with anything else, like not clothed, that's fine as well. Don't Don't, don't hold that, guys. If you want to thank us, we understand you want to thank us. We will we'll, we'll handle it. It's okay. Yep. A thank you video and pants would be okay. And, you know, the next uh, award that we can go up for, uh, People's Choice again next year, if they want it to be really inspirational, they could go pants with again. again. And possibly you know, we can and maybe shirtless as well. I mean, you know, might as well uh, yeah, Why not? <laughs> <laughs> have to do it indoors where it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does get a little chilly here in Vancouver. Yeah. Yep. Got to keep them warm. I mean, I completely but. respect you, Jared and Jensen. <laughs> 
Uh, come on, look at them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, yeah. Um, Reminds me of Buffy Bunk. You used to see. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not quoting that line. On, on here. I know which line you're mentioning. You're thinking of. Yeah. If if you're a Buffy fan, you know what line. <laughs> oh. I can't think of it, but you'll have to tell me later. <laughs> I think I missed something in my in my cell phone trauma. Oh. Talking about the Buffy bot. Oh. Ah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is, and he's wearing a coat. See, and that would have worked for me in this episode. And congratulations to them. Um, we won't go too much farther than that. And next time they win, and I said next time they win. I did not say if. I said win. Um, yeah, they usually will. We'll see them on the air to accept their award. So I guess we've wound down. I'm sorry, what? Have, so have we wound down the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Yep. I think we've talked about everything. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and about the show. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast and the episode as much as we did. Um, you can go back and listen to past episodes. Uh, the Adam Glass podcast is being downloaded like gangbusters. Thank you so much. Glad you enjoyed it. We enjoyed having him on. He's a great guest. Um, we covered everything. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks, February 3rd, for the next new episode, The Slice Girls. And thank you, Becky and Vinny. Great talk. Thank you, Curdy. Thank you. And we will talk to everyone in a few weeks. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.